All right, guys, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake off the day. Let's get into it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode 100. of G.I. Joburg, and this is the final episode of the podcast before the G.I. Joe Convention 2018, Chattanooga, Tennessee. My name is Steven. I'm joined by the usual suspects. May or may not be a ninja Paul. Uh, Robert, who, who's definitely not a ninja. But he is violent. He's silent and violent. <laughs> That's true. Cujo on the West Coast, surrounded by chaos, but... I'm focused, guys. And we have a very special guest, a repeat offender on the podcast, the action figure customizer alchemist, Jim Godfrey from the United Kingdom. Hello, Jim. Hi, kiddies. Uncle Jimmy's back. (laughs) (laughs) Outstanding. Jason Statham in the house. Jim is joining us for a very, very cool and specific purpose, but we're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, right now, I just want to gauge how everyone's feeling uh, in the lead-up to Jocon. Sorry, Jim, you're not coming. Wow, I'll enjoy it vicariously speaking, guys. <laughs> Very good point. We plan on putting out a lot of content, and I think I'm going to announce it right now up front on this podcast that we are going to aim to do a live stream every single evening, a sort of a wrap-up of what we've experienced uh, over the weekend of the con. So the night of the 21st, the 22nd, the 23rd, and hopefully the 24th, as we blurry and and, and teary-eyed tear ourselves away from Chattanooga. Uh, the timing of it might uh, be subject to change, but if we can commit to a 9 p.m. Central Time uh, uh, broadcast, live stream, that would be pretty groovy. I think that would be the perfect timing between like everyone having dinner and then the uh, reconvening for <laughs> the night's festivities, whatever shape that might take. So an hour yeah. from 9 to 10 every evening of the weekend. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's enough about that. Uh, check your social media connections to G.I. Joburg for the exact details and updates on when it's happening, how it's happening. So check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the usuals. But, uh, gents, how are you also feeling? why it's happening, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm, I'm being facetious. <laughs> You're being a seafish? <clears throat> I'm being seafish. Full of seafish. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, no, carry on, Paul. How are you feeling, dude? For, I just want to get on the plane, man. <laughs> okay. It's just been like four weeks of work. In two weeks, I am done. <laughs> I just want to get on the plane. I want to stop worrying about getting t-shirts printed. I want to stop worrying about these commissions. I want to stop worrying about Which everything. he loves doing, by the way. Oh, he adores I it. I love doing that. It's just like <laughs> my real job just all of a sudden just went to like 11. Okay, because I'm working on, I, and I can't really talk about it publicly, but I'm working on a really cool uh, product. It's actually something for international screens for quite a well-known company. And it's really, really awesome. It's a great opportunity, but it's a lot of work. And, like, this just happened now, like, now in the lead-up to JoeCon, and it is insane. You know, getting this stuff, getting it sent off for corrections, 
Um, it's an it's a fantastic opportunity, and I'm relishing every second of it. But it really has had me chained to my desk. <laughs> so, uh, but so so I'm just dying to be on a plane and, and actually not having soon. to work for like longer than three hours. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it's very very close on the horizon. Uh, Monday evening, South African time, we fly to see us in New York, like before 7 a.m. Oh, the beauty of gaining time. Yeah, flying west, we are gaining time. But Rob, how are you feeling about this prospect, buddy? I'm pretty excited. Um, I've, I've enjoyed um, plotting our routes across the states and finding us, um, or at least trying to find us some cool places to visit, like McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and Arby's. And Arby's. <laughs> yeah. I think as much as the, the toy places we're going to find, I think... Uh, at least me and Paul are pretty excited to try um, new fast food places. <laughs> yeah, Mac Griddles and, and such. <laughs> well, we've gone through a few variations on our road trip plan. Mm. And initially, when uh, we were devising this whole trip, Paul was like, can we go to Kokomo Toys? Please, can we go to Kokomo Toys? I was like, mm, we're not really going that way, Paul. It's kind of out of the way, you know, take us kind of too far north, northwest and then down again to Chattanooga. And, and Cujo was trying to float ideas of going to New Orleans. So it was like way out of the way then. But uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take a bow, Cujo. Well, bless you for being the cool tour guide. You want to go to New Orleans? That would have been very rad. But... Yeah. It was not meant to be, gentlemen. What was meant to be is that ultimately we are finding our way past Kokomo Toys. So Paul gets his wish. Yay, there's a place we know. <laughs> I, won't, I, I won't carry on. There's a place called Kokomo. There's a place we know. <laughs> but anyways, stick with the art stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll let you do the singing because you're so much better at it. Than oh, most people. And Curtis, how are you feeling, man? I mean, you're no stranger to the convention circuits, but this would be your first joke on, correct? Not my first. Uh, oh, damn it. Yeah. Uh, I went to the one in New Orleans. I went to the one in Minneapolis. Um, both great times, but we can chat about that later. Uh, As a veteran of the Cobra Wars. Carry on. <laughs> I am. I'm. A, well, I'm going to treat this one a little bit differently, and I'll, I'll explain that in a second. I have jumped around to uh, the community that's going to be there, and I'll just float some activities in chronological order that you may want to kind of make a mental note about. Um, by the way, I'm. I'm pretty stoked. I think we're going to be promoting the hashtag uh, Road to JoeCon. Whatever you're doing, if you bring an action figure with you, do some shots of you traveling with it. Whatever. Hashtag Road to JoeCon. And then the last Jokon, because it sounds epic. Yeah, let's see. What do I got? If you're there Thursday night, you're going to want to catch Word Burglar. Um, he's going to be at First Draft Theater. Starts at 10 p.m. You'll probably want to get there a little earlier. I think it's a walk from the convention center. Could be an Uber. I don't know. But you're going to want to be there. The dude's a legend in G.I. Joe. That, that's enough said. And, and you'll, you'll bounce into a lot of the community there. And maybe you can kind of uh, meet us, kind of set a schedule to meet us up for meals, things of that nature. Um, I did talk to Plastic Battles. He wanted to kind of uh, see if he could catch the Joe photographers, which is basically everybody. But he wants to try and catch that Friday night. Um, details incoming, so kind of pay attention to his social media. Stephen, did you mention something about a, a, 
a hotel party on Saturday night? I think it's Friday night, and I think it's the finest, but uh, don't take my word for it. We will, as I say, be making updates uh, as we go as to our okay. movements. But, like, if that's where everyone's hanging out, best believe G.I. Joburg will represent. Well, uh, yes, it will be at the, the hotel uh, bar on Friday yeah, we'll night. We'll be there. I um, oh, yeah. and, and I think Plastic Battles thing may be a dinner, so kind of like maybe dinner and then uh, the hotel bar. Let's see. I, uh, Adam Rich is one of the uh, guests at the convention. He's going to be there all weekend. Obviously, he's going to have a table. You can chat him up. Um, a couple highlights. Uh, he did he did do a variant cover for uh, a Real American Hero 252. Uh, that's mm. that's a nice honor for a Joe Joe artist. I'm definitely going to chat him up. But uh, also, if you're kind of uh, if you're kind of winding it down on Sunday, maybe the last panel you hit, he's doing a uh, his journey through G.I. Joe panel. Th- those are some important words to a Joe fan. So he's probably poured over him. You- you're going to want to make it to that panel. And I think he's giving away some art. And you better oh. believe I- I'm going to get him on uh, team-, team Ascot. He- I mean, he's <laughs> great. So, yeah. I'm uh, trying to track down a, a Worms figure uh, in his honor, I believe. Dude, we, we got to get one in packaging. That's going to be the yeah, hardest figure to find. Yeah, the card. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Another thing that's also worth mentioning, G.I. Joe Con posted a press release the other day with regards to cosplay. Apparently, there must have been some stuff that's happened at uh, other cons recently with regards to cosplaying and their props. So nobody's allowed to uh, bring props anymore. So there won't be any, like, guns or swords or anything um, there. So if you guys are cosplaying and you haven't perhaps seen that press release just uh, be warned that you're not allowed to bring your your swords and whatevers, and then also, also don't be too revealing in your costuming attire. Uh, so I is, guess I'm gonna have to cover up my midriff on my Zartan costume. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna be able to rock up as a, a sexy female Cobra officer anymore because that'll also just be too revealing. So I can yeah. still far, far too revealing. Anyway, <laughs> oh, no, those those are good tips. Let's see. You derailed me, brother. But okay, I'm back. Uh, just another GI Joe show is obviously going to yeah, be there. They got fans. Top Shelf, aka Shattered Glass. Uh, he, he's always uh, he's always jumping around between networks. He'll be there. Uh, chat him up. I think. Oh, and a shout out to him, by the way. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. Because uh, he just recently started following us on on Instagram, and yeah. So just a shout out to him. Thanks, bro. Nice. Appreciate it. He, yeah. I think his podcast is going to have some uh, prints. I don't know how many, but it's going to have their lovely visages on it. So if, if you're looking for that, definitely run them down. <laughs> uh, they're going to do a live stream on Saturday, I think. Uh, d- don't yeah. quote me. And I think uh, Full Force Podcast is going to be there. Uh, Diagnostic 80, the dude that runs that. All he said, if you want to find him, is just look for the best hair on the con floor. That's a quote. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm playing around, but he, he's chat him up. Uh, you'll you'll obviously see the the Joe Bird guys because you know him from YouTube. Uh, I'll be a dude in a black hat. This is how I'm gonna play this con. First time I've done this, it could backfire. It could be a debacle. But this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up probably a five by seven sketch pad. If you see me on the con floor and my hands aren't busy, to, uh, let me do a sketch for you free sketch uh i'll just draw you as a gi joe character it'll be like two or three minutes tops we'll talk some joe maybe i'll get you on the mic 
find me, come up and talk to me. If I'm on the con floor, if I'm eating dinner, this whole weekend is for GI Joe. Like, yes, my lady will be with me. I've already, I've already kind of warned her. Uh, if you're a Joe fan and you see me, hit me up for a sketch. We might get you on the record. That's what this weekend is about. If you see me on the floor with an etch a sketch, <laughs> yeah, I'm no, we'll grab a piece of carpet. <laughs> we'll grab a piece of carpet right there. We'll just chat some Joe. Um, that's why I'm there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great time. Well, I think that's all I got, guys. All I got. Then I think it's high time we rope in our British uh, correspondent and explain his reason for uh, guesting on episode 120 in the build-up to G.I. Joe Con. Jim, you uh, approached us with a little proposal, didn't you? A proposition, if you were. Yeah, kind of. Well, how did it start, Steve? Um, I think we were just having a chat about... uh, I think it started off as... Something about Neil Blomkamp and talking mm, about what a, what a great director he'd be for a G.I. Joe movie. And we got onto um, his character Kruger from Elysium. And we thought, what a, what a great major blood that essentially is, mm. albeit South African. And you said, do you fancy doing a custom of a cross between a kind of South African recce and Kruger. And so we left it at that, and then a couple of days later, I kind of thought, there's an idea, why don't I do this as a custom for G.I. Joburg to take to Con? But rather than it just being me giving it to you and you presenting it, I thought, should we make this a little collaborative effort and have me poorly do some do the card art, uh, you write the file card, and we all work together to kind of create the character through a little forum. So we've been chatting for, I don't know how long, about two, two and a half months now on it. Is that right? Has it been that long? Sounds about right to me. Yeah, yeah. It's um, been, it has given me life. That is the, 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 the hip phrase these days. It's been so exciting seeing this figure take shape. But it's not just a figure, is it? No, no, he's uh, he's pretty accessory laden, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And all of the accessories have such cool backstory. I mean, I I hope and pray that people perusing this custom competition uh, strike up conversation with us and probe very deeply. You know, the, the kind of the depth of knowledge and research that has gone into this figure. It's uh, we are totally going to be those nerdy cliches of guys who take this stuff so seriously uh, because everything seems to have an associated story at this point. There's a rich backstory for this custom character, this kind of unique character, this brainchild of ours. And it's been exciting. Uh, I feel very strongly about this character now. I, mean, I think the three of us have gone deep down a rabbit hole, haven't we? To put the listeners into the picture, shall I? <laughs> I mean, since we can't very well show you pictures uh, in this podcast, you'll probably be able to find it on our socials uh, closer to the time. But I will read you the file card if you guys will indulge me. That's a good start. Please do. Do it yeah. Mercenary. Codename, Peter Einder. File name, Jan Pirovit, alias. Primary military specialty, 
terrorism. Secondary military specialty, tracker. Birthplace, Bethlehem, South Africa. Grade E6 equivalent. Subject functioned as a recce during South Africa's border war, masterminding hit-and-run strikes on terrorist bases deep within enemy territory. Service to his country left him a multiple amputee after striking a landmine. Political realignments in the region have now made him a war criminal for his actions. He now answers to no masters. The man now known as Bitter Ender was always a dangerous soldier, but now he's a soldier with a vendetta and no flag. And if that wasn't bad enough, without government-funded maintenance, his expensive bionics are acting up too. Converting a nation's ingratitude into a deep apathy, he's meticulous and without remorse. He knows the sub-Saharan region better than any operator, and his services are available at a price. But make sure the contract is watertight, because this merc, Fatni Kakni. Areki is a elite deep recon trooper, uh... From our country's dark past. And Fatnikakni means he takes no shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was stirring. Yeah, well, it goes deeper, but I mean, we'll leave it at that. Uh, that's that's bitter end, which means uh, the bitter end. end. Uh, which is a Ooh, term that refers to, to, to uh, the, the soldiers in the South African war against the British who uh, would not surrender. They would fight, literally, to the last man. Mm. Yeah, so some trivia there for you. Um, and it's so funny you mentioned that uh, there's a, a TV station uh, on our DSTV, on our satellite TV here in South Africa. It's called CakeNet, and it's a, it's mostly an exclusively Afrikaans channel. And they are doing this whole history of South Africa thing, and they they actually spoke about uh, the bitter ender. The, the guys who were just absolutely obstinate and just refused to, to sort of fold. Um, Fought to uh, the bitter end. Mm. Yeah. So, so that was quite cool to, to hear. And, and, now, and it, was, it was interesting because we've had a, a gentleman from the UK um, uh, give us that cultural indulgence, so to speak. <laughs> Not so. only that, but Jim has been doing vast amounts of research. I can imagine you tinkering away in your lab uh, while listening to audiobooks about South Africa's border war. Very much so, mate. I think I've, I've consumed about, I think it's five audiobooks so far, one of them being a 16-hour history of the Boer War. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, word. Um, word. Oh. A couple on, not just South Africa, on Rhodesia as well. So a, a really great book on the Rhodesian SAS. Another one on an ex-member of the Rhodesian Light Infantry, which was like a – they were sort of airborne assault troops during Rhodesia's War for Independence and um, kind of shock troops. And they've actually inspired our variant mail-away version of Bitterland, <laughs> haven't they? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, let me read his, his – um his special offer, <laughs> uh, yeah, blurb, not available in any store. The pantsless Bitter Ender. <laughs> now collect Bitter Ender wearing his authentic brookies, just like he stepped out of the 1980s bush war. Bitter Ender is a ruthless mercenary whose services can be bought by G.I. Joe and Cobra alike. Whose side will he fight for? 
Only you can decide, and nothing will stand in his way. Mail your check or money order, no cash, and necessary flag points to Hasbro, but the remainder of her P.O. Box 2306, Portucket, Rhode Island. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a great and very immersive little process. What was that, Cooch? You made a version of him in his, like, whitey tidies, like a middle-of-the-night kind of warfare thing? Kind of. Oh, uh, yuck. <laughs> These soldiers wore extremely short 1970s-esque, 1980s-esque uh, short shorts. Uh, we call them the John Stocktons. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I think Thomas Magnum. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you um, you said that there was some sort of derogatory term that uh, sort of the, the the opposing forces hurled at uh, at these particular troopers with their short shorts. Yeah, the sort of the zipper grillers. Because, yeah, because brookies is a slang term in Rhodesian for little girls' knickers. <laughs> so, so the, uh, the zipper grillers and who spoke Shona, they called them Mabruka. Nice. I think, I think the underwear figure has already been done. I think uh, Breaking Bad already did it, so. Nice, but nice is that... step that. No, but is that figure wearing an authentic Castle Lager t shirt? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I love that Jim, detail so much. You are killing it. Yeah, he put a decal of uh, authentic South African beer on this guy's black T-shirt, which is sublime, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, we want, I wanted this guy to look like he's literally just rolled out of the wild well, out of his rack, pulled a T-shirt on any T-shirt. He's already wearing his brookies. He's got. He's got well. He's got one trainer on, isn't he? Because his other legs obviously are uh, a cybernetic. Yeah. And then just like an old kind of a fifty-eight pattern style webbing, so it just looked quite basic. Some mm-hmm. grenades strapped to his left strap, and a couple of old large um, magazine pouches, and an old FN Fal rifle. Hmm. Or as we uh, had them produced locally, uh, called the R1. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Very exciting stuff. I, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to apportion my excitement at this point. But if I was to give it some some honest thought and, and consideration, I mean, this unveiling this custom or seeing it for the first time with my own eyes, as opposed to you know, seeing it through the interwebs, uh, it's going to be a very, very cool high point. Jim, you've outdone yourself, literally. I mean, it's it's been a thrill watching this thing take shape. It's been uh, a lot of fun, and it's been very inspiring for me as well, mate. I told I told you I didn't know that. After I made, I think I made about four custom commissions over a couple of months around Christmas, and after that, I felt kind of burnt out, mm-hmm. kind of uninspired to sort of do anything and I'd sort of oh I, I had a couple of commissions to do including yours Cooch sorry mate mm-hmm. you're a white lightning but I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to get into the groove and then this little project has really lit a fire under my arse again it's great no uh, no stress on that one if you're kind of in the dark about what uh, he's re- referring to white lightning that's that's the other character from the comic that uh, we're collaborating on. So yeah, no no rush on that one. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. You know these these, these things. I have to show these things happen to anybody with a little creative.
passion. Oh, yeah, dude, I hear you. That stuff takes years. There's no shame in that. Well, yeah. let, let me let me put it to you this way. Last year, I built, I count them for you, one, uh, two, three, four, no, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, <coughs> eight, <coughs> nine Gundam kits uh, and an X-Wing. That's ten. I built ten kits last year. Actually, no, eleven. Eleven kits. Uh, Twelve and thirteen. I bought thirteen kits last year. Okay. <laughs> he counted it live. For your <laughs> I counted it live. Um, this year I have built one. Wow. Well, it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not like it takes me long. It's just that sometimes you're just like, wow, I really don't feel like standing. There's always one portion of the process <laughs> that you're just really not in the mood to do. If you're not oh, feeling preach, the excitement brother. or that preach. energy. Yeah. Jeez. Over the last week, I've been uh, working furiously to to put together uh, G.I. Joburg's next webisode for YouTube release before we get on that plane. If you're listening to this podcast, it's highly likely it's been released, so check out the YouTubes. And that process is wonderful, except when I have to sit down in front of my woefully underpowered computer and try and make hundreds of edits and cuts. Ah, man, it is just... Very tedious. But for the jubilant part of the, the process, I obviously had my partner in crime, Rob. Uh, do you want to talk about what it was like this past week, uh, Rob, on location, as it were? Oh, our experience. This is probably the, the closest. Actually, no, actually, I, I think the one that we filmed in Newlands was the closest. This was, this was really, it, it was cool overall, I thought. It's actually set, well, the location is like right next to an actual it seems like a military or some sort of police training ground which was pretty cool so you kind of have i mean there was no one there but um yeah it was, it was pretty cool it was on like a little lake um and we even had some uh local admirers um well not people who knew us but i mean the the kind of the security guys who who patrol the roads there to keep people safe they were like wow cool toys um, and then later we had another group of guys. Um, that was also quite cool. These guys were like, like rushing past in their in their pickup truck. They're like, <laughs> "Look at those guys, good times or something." Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, they were making fun of us, to be perfect. No, frank, no, that's okay. That's, that's totally okay fine. Too. You know, it, I mean, they came to this lake to you know pull fish out. What a childish hobby that is. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's relaxing, you know, and we were relaxing in our own way, and I, I respect their, their way, even if they don't respect ours, so that's that's fine. I don't mind. Um, yeah, overall, it was quite nice. Um, we didn't get sunburned, even though we spent probably as much time there as we did previously on a, on a episode two or two of Atlantis Factor. Um uh, yeah, overall, it was a pretty fun experience. Um, we, we managed to fill up, well, e- either kill or fill up all three f- three of our phones. <laughs> Two of them died from battery problems, from, you know, like filming so much. And then the third one um, is Stephen's current phone, I think, which is just filled with stuff. I don't know what he fills his phone up with, but apparently there's not much space <laughs> for footage. <laughs> 
And then, the, I mean, I went out uh, to just do a few pickups, and the GoPro also decided to pack up. So, what? yeah, it's it's been a, a, a heavy uh, process, this, this episode. But, I mean, we might as well uh, unveil what it is, because oh it's probably been released by this point, uh, I think. Um, it is... A, the 1986 team of Joes, led by Sergeant Slaughter, mm-hmm. who are currently at a sort of a training camp before their official induction into G.I. Joe, and they get jumped by the Core, international heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and they need to repel the Core using uh, the Power Team Elite's motor pool of sort of stock standard military vehicles, because, of course... You know, these guys are not yet inducted into G.I. Joe, and they don't get to play on Tomahawks or Ore Strikers. They have to use Hummers and Blackhawks. Yeah, these guys are new recruits. Um, how did we come up with that idea? Um, it sounds pretty it sounds pretty, uh, pretty awesome, I think. <laughs> well, we have the listenership to thank and the, the donors on, uh, on our GoFundMe. Uh, I think for two weeks there was a... A promotion being run, if you can call it that. My goodness, sounds like a business. Um, <laughs> where if you if you if you donated five dollars or more, you would be able to vote on the categories of the heroes, the villains, the vehicles and equipment, and the scenario. And so the the options that were selected by democratic vote were Sergeant Slaughter and the 1986 roster versus the core. They would use the Power Team Elite vehicle pool and the scenario was defend the base so i mean i kind of just strung together i mean it, it was a story that wrote itself basically so you claim i mean that, that takes a lot of creativity to you know kind of mash it all up together yeah well with, with award-winning characters like whispering willy we really had to make it quite <laughs> uh, you know cinematic <laughs> well i mean thank goodness for the outlandish characters that the core offer because all of a sudden, you know, because I'm doing this super, you know, efficient style, just kind of mucking in and doing all the voices myself, at least the fact that the core draw from all over the show, just like Action Force, really, uh, you know, the, the, there's a nice mix of of uh, accents and dialects. So you've got the the leader, Fox, and he speaks with a, an East German accent. And I do my very best, but... Probably missed the mark horribly. And then there's uh, Boomerang Billy. He's an Aussie, of course. <laughs> and I decided to to play this character called Croc as like a rather thickly accented South African. And that's an absolute joy because I can work in some slang. Like he's being shot at by lowlights uh, from a sniping position. And, and he's uh, going, oh, Blixum! <laughs> Flip! <laughs> <laughs> Which is great fun. Uh, yeah. Plenty of strengths, boys. Plenty of strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Flexing uh, that thespian muscle, Steve. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, At this point, it's just like, muscle. get it done. I can't say it's my finest work, but I know that, uh, you know, the community that surrounds us will embrace it. Uh, I'm always so, so excited and so, like, uh, reassured by that because yeah I mean I, I sit on this crappy laptop and try and like narrate this and, and add voices and it sort of hangs for five minutes and I make a cup of tea and I come back so it does 
tend to crush one's spirits, but you know, in, in the lead up to actually releasing it, and you start getting more and more excited about, ah, oh, this is fun little bit of action figure joy. I mean, you know, playing with your toys. Goodness gracious me! If we can inspire people to enjoy their toys, I mean, I I would venture as far as to say that I have a very not so secret uh, agenda when it comes to GI Joe and toy collecting in general, and that's. Embracing the less than museum piece quality toys, you know, like find love for the toys that aren't in mint condition and, and enjoy them more because they're in a better position to be enjoyed. You know, your museum pieces will sit on the shelf looking pretty, but a toy's greatest destiny, it's sort of most ultimate expression of itself is to be taken down, played with. Uh, and I, in playing with, I also class customizers like you, Jim. You know that is a wonderful use of a plaything. I mean, to to transcend it, to to make it an art piece. I mean, it's just, yeah, man, that's getting mileage out of toys. You're a GI Joe hipster. Uh, I don't know if I'm a hipster, man. I hate that label. No, I'm just like uh, I I I have a problem with with hoarding. Play things just to have them look pretty on your shelf. I know that has a place, but I think there's an equally or even more important place for for really just burning these things, man. Like <laughs> burning them. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to fall into my grave with a mint toy collection at home. I want Maybe. I want them all to be completely obliterated by the time it's time to check out. You know. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, imagine all these toys have been kept in Tupperware all this time. I, I don't want to forget <laughs> oh, a slight detour. Did Treasure. you guys catch uh, Stephen's uh, episode of Joe on Joe? Did you guys listen to that yet? Yeah, I listened to that. Sorry. I'm oh. terrible. I suck. You haven't listened to it yet, Paul? <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't listened yet. No, I I've suck. definitely listened to it. There you go. <laughs> That's the answer I'm looking for. Um. <laughs> What about your name, Stephen? Action feature? <laughs> yeah, that literally just sort of vomited out of my mouth at the time. I was like, what it the hell am I going to call this? Oh, really? Action feature. Well, that was that was just my attempt at trolling people who hate action features, because I'm a latter-day G.I. Joe fan, and like... If my Ninja Force figure had a chopping action, it didn't really... It was never a deal-breaker. So yeah, I think I to put to put to put those of you guys who who haven't listened to the show and I know I'm not I'm not I'm not judging. Um, I just said like I'd come with all the action features, you know, working parachute, glider, chopping action, color change, whatever. I'm just that guy. I'm the the sub teams specialist. <laughs> no, I I think it suits. I mean, all the editing you do, all that heavy lifting, action feature, Ugh. it works. <laughs> Oh, that was a good, a good chat, though, obviously. Uh, since Steve Thanks. doesn't promote himself, definitely run that down. Joe and Joe. Steven. Well, thanks, Cooge. Yeah, or, Joe is an ex- exceptionally uh, charismatic host. Uh, I absolutely adore the guy. Turns out he, and this is going to segue quite nicely, he, uh, in deciding on the format of his show, our show was the one that kept popping up whenever he was searching iTunes. Um, so he listened to a few, uh, presumably. I don't know if he actually did, <laughs> but we were we were pretty prolific at the time. Uh, what he doesn't know, I don't think, 
was that what he does in his um, his Patreon exclusive uh, content, and that being a sort of a, a rundown of the GI Joe comic books and sort of discussion around them uh, in chronological order, was done by the granddaddy of all GI Joe podcasts, entitled simply GI Joe Review. Hmm. I remember them. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Them. Matt, Chad, and Christopher. <laughs> Matt and Chad were, were twins, and Christopher had the most exciting <laughs> accent I've ever heard. <laughs> he was great. We're about to drive through <laughs> the south, dude. Well, Check yourself. <laughs> dude, it's it's I, I can't wait to hear to hear people speak like that at gas stations and then quickly jump in our Ford Fiesta and drive away very swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Jeepers so, Creepers, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> True events. Of eyes. Oh, sorry, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but the reason I bring up GI Joe Review, uh, not just because uh, you know they kind of precede us all, uh, was because their GI Joe convention coverage of 2007 was the first time I'd ever considered a G.I. Joe con. They were all in attendance that year. It was the year that Rowdy Roddy Piper was the, the, the sort of headliner guest uh, because his Iron Grenadier figure was the con exclusive. I think it was th- the 13th figure, perhaps. Dude, uh, that is a saw after, after figure. Oof, and how. Uh, and it was so exciting to me to hear about what goes down at G.I. Joe con. Like they have panels, they have custom contests they have larry harmer and rowdy roddy piper uh to think that in my destiny was this opportunity to attend the con myself i mean i didn't even consider it like back then i didn't even consider ever having a gi joe uss flag like these were just pie in the sky you know one one wouldn't even take one's mind on that kind of flights of fancy so it took guys like gi joe review to get me on the con tip and it took a friend called Alistair Stokel who was on the show on our 100th episode to uh, convince me that yes indeed a USS flag is achievable uh, an achievable unlockable goal for for uh, GI Joe fans in southern Africa and hey it happened but the point that I'm trying to get to I guess gents is the quick fire topic that we're going to round the show up on Rowdy Roddy Piper was released as part of the Iron Grenadiers subset. What to you fellas is the coolest Iron Grenadier figure or vehicle? Oh wow. Ooh. I think I mentioned oh, this on wow. the last time I was on Steve. Okay. Can I, the, can I just mention the one I don't like? <laughs> why not? <laughs> it's just easier. Um, you guys may remember Rob covered a very, very um, excitingly awesome figure called Wild Boar mm. <laughs> in the previous episode. Uh, I don't like that Iron Grenadier. Otherwise, all the other other, other Iron Grenadier figures for me have been spot on, have been awesome. Yeah, I'm that Roberts. <laughs> what, what, what else could I say about Wild Boar? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, guys, I thought we were going to be positive about the Iron Grenadiers. Uh, I know there are some fans of the heavily armoured-looking Iron Grenadier from the uh, Oh, I love Cobra. that thing, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just stop talking, because I'm an Iron Grenadier fan. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was my pick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jim. It seems we've caught you in a loop. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. First blood to Mr. Godfrey, the uh, modern era heavy armored IG. Absolutely beautiful. Mm. It is great. uh, it, it It is a fantastic toy. I actually own three of them. I have to. What now? Um... Yeah, I mean, much to Stephen's chagrin, or chagrin, <laughs> as it were. Um, homage. Well, homage. Homage. Yeah, that is one of those figures where it's just, it's such a cool toy. I had to at least have two to, to patrol with Destro because I did a heavy armored Destro as well with a briefcase full of money, uh, which is so pimp. And and then I just got a third one because it was in an, in the following wave. And I'm like, I got three of them. But the third one, ironically... I think um, they did a small alteration to it, so the third one's parts actually stick to it better than the first wave's parts. So, mm. Mm. fun fact. <laughs> changes camo as well. Yes, ever so slightly. Yeah, yeah I think it just added, added a dash of white, I think. Yeah. But yeah, cool toy, man. Cool toy. <laughs> and good times, too, with that thing. Uh, I love having I love having the, the gun from Alien. <laughs> You know? Nice. I'm going to guess that uh, Cujo is going to vote for the, n- the nullifier. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I've been doing a lot of uh, pyramid research uh, recently for that comic book that I just mentioned um, uh, about me and Jim's uh, collaboration. So, I mean, mm. the nullifier looks a little Egyptian. They got like that kind of artifact on their armor and stuff. Mm. Eh, it's just a out of the way figure. So, yeah, that's what I'm going with. But, you know, you have so much. I mean, people forget that the Targat, if I'm not... Uh, Targat oh, shut I, your I, face. That was my pick, you asshole. <laughs> now Stephen can't choose it. <laughs> and, Paul, uh, I was going to gonna uh, throw you in the undertow corner. Undertow, dude. Yeah, undertow. Yeah, let's 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 call it undertow. Which is let me, let me very be decisive. much to... Very much to Cujo's chagrin, because <laughs> he don't like those Christmas tree combination colors. Who are we talking about? You, brother. Oh, the undertow. Oh, undertow. With his green uh, and red on gray. Yeah, yeah. Go digging. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love this infighting. It's delightful. <laughs> All of so, us hating Rob, on were you, were you very much uh, in the camp of the Targat? Yeah, I definitely say so. I mean, the Annihilator is pretty awesome with its uh, purple and orange and its little like helicopter backpack. But the Target is is even more cool because of the the gold faceplate, you know, the kind of bulkier look to the outfit and the fact that he drops out of space to kill you. Mm. It's amazing. (laughs) I have a problem with the Annihilator. Oh. Well, I have a few problems with the the Annihilator. After the color scheme. I think the, 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 the overriding problem for me is that the Annihilator's function is completely eclipsed by his accessory backpack. Let me explain. This is supposed to be Destro's elite trooper. Yeah. Presumably, they are the Iron Grenadier equivalent of the Crimson God. Not so? Hmm. Sounds good. You know, these are... You know, they're in shorter supply than the rank-and-file Iron Grenadiers troopers. Uh, They wear outlandishly crazy-colored garb. But because they have those helipacks, 
they effectively just become these like heli troopers. You know, that eclipses their role as elite troopers. They they're like they're the helicopter backpack guys. That's their gimmick. Well, it, they're described as his personal bodyguards and elite airborne assault troops on the on the far card. But how can they be both? They can be both. You know, if they're not protecting him... Because he flies around with the spoiler, he, he needs these guys to be close to hand. Yeah, like Hence right the helipacks allow them to be... Hmm. If, if the colors were more in line with Destro... He kind of looks Egyptian too. I mean, he could. He's like kind of looks like that dog god, you know. There's a little Anubis. bit of a snout on that mask. Yeah, yeah. thank you, brother. Um, so I, I can see that being a theme of Destro being kind of old world. Yeah, I mean, even like the ferret. I mean, that dude's head looks. I mean, from a distance, kind of like cobra-esque. But I mean, I mean, snakes were fairly big in Egypt, weren't they? Very Those big. colors are a big fu. I don't get it. yeah how does that fit into the the black red and gold motif come on annihilator no it's so that you're shooting at them instead of him yeah they they operation decoy exactly i mean the the people that guard the vatican wear crazy shit maybe it's kind of like that yeah so are you saying they're kind of like immortals like you know they they they're willing to give up their life for Destro and uh, in ceremonial fashion. <laughs> yeah, in purple. Yeah. Well, the Annihilator is a, uh, is a figure from my childhood, and I really love orange and purple being mixed together, and I still do to this day. Um, <laughs> so I very almost paint. Talking about painting Gundam, I was I'm, I was doing a custom Gundam uh, kit now, and I almost went the purple and orange roots on it, but I was like, wow, it's too much. But uh, yeah, I do like that color scheme. I have a question for you, gents. Uh, and this can also, in a hypothetical, extend to you, Jim. If you're going to cruise around the convention, what action figure is in your pocket? <laughs> or your moon bag? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go again. <laughs> We're all going, Paul. <laughs> I'm bringing my Tiger Force shipwreck with, because uh, it's kind of a lucky charm for me. So he's he's going to be with me. My, my modern era Tiger Force shipwreck, and I was thinking of bringing uh, Psychart with me, actually. <laughs> mm. Mm. Why Psychart? I don't know, dude. Psychart's just so, such a weird toy, but it's so cool. And he kind of like, he, he was also with me at the convention, at, he was also with me at Rage, and I don't know what it is about bringing Psychart with me to these things. I mean, I may not. I may bring another toy with me, but Psychart is, is cool. I'm, I'm definitely bringing my Snake Eyes, but that's because I want Larry Homer to sign the base and the file card and the and the card back. So, yeah. So that's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe so. Psychart will serve as a subtle reminder not to buy into our mind control over the two-week span you're here. Maybe, yeah. Probably a good idea. One commercial break could snap your, your feeble African mind. <laughs> We're going to have to skip TV. Thanks, Mindbender. <laughs> yeah. Who are you packing, Jim? Oh, guess, yes. no fun is hypothetical, is it? It's oh. rubbing my fucking nose in it. <laughs> that's, that's the whole reason why Stephen got you on tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't ruin Jim's. Yeah. Name. We're, we're yeah, we're cool by by relativity. Oh, there is one more figure I'll bring, but carry on talking. 
Jeez, Paul. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I'd have, I wouldn't just be sending Bitter Rinder, would I? I'd have him under my arm, delivering oh, myself, sorry, personally, set him up, give him a little kiss goodbye, and just wait for that first prize badge to come my way. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, next year, roll out, roll call, baby. Oh, I hope so. We are. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now you guys are international travelers. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that this podcast is the best story in pop culture right now. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many people know about that. <laughs> well, trust me, most of the stuff that's making headlines in... Uh, popular culture around comics and stuff is not nearly as uh, good as this. Also, Cujo, are you going to be bringing your uh, Jim Godfrey custom? I thought about that. Your avatar? I, I'm, I'm on the fence because I think there's going to be a switch over. When I get the other commission from him, I'm going to, I'm going to do a swap. But for now, because I can have peace of mind of having the figures in my pocket and stuff and, and more versatility, I'll probably travel with the ninjas. And if you're on my Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. So we'll, we'll get some shots of them in different places with different contexts, things like that. Firefly and Jinx? Uh, in the, uh, Viper. Viper. Cool. Jeez. Yeah. I'll have those with me. Robbie, I saw you uh, sneak uh, a particular action figure out of the, the stash the other day. Sneak it out. I can presume, I can presume he's, uh, he's coming with you. Does it rhyme with poop? Uh. <laughs> 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 well, if, if if that's how you pronounce shockwave, then yes. <laughs> no, actually, my, I mean my shockwaves are really really here. So no, it was well. I think I mean it's kind of why wouldn't I take him and scoop? <laughs> of the absolute absolute best. I, I, I'm definitely gonna bring my art back with. My my Jim Godfrey custom art back. And Jim, that's not because you're on the show. It's because that's my other lucky figure. I took it down to Cape Town with me both times. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna leave his gun here at home because I don't want to lose anything and his knife is quite <laughs> secure, so yeah. Okay. He's just gonna remind me to survive. To survive the, the con. And, and, and go like topless. And no, I'm not gonna take any web gear. That's way too much effort. And then um, Tiger Force Shipwreck's gonna just remind me to be, well, shipwreck. <laughs> you know. So. Wow, you really are taking like a whole squad. It's Paul. Did you expect any less? Well, when I'm one. But Greg Croker sent me one of those cool GI Joe little carrying things. You know that that little green boxy thing that you can put figures in it. Mm. So I, I've, it's got three slots. You know, so that's like a whole mission right there. So you can lose three figures in one. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's got a belt attachment. It'll be stuck on my belt, or I put it on my bandolier because I'm wearing a bandolier as opposed to a fanny pack. Wow, so. next oh, level. You guys still yeah. haven't seen Deadpool two? Oh dear, oh dear. Dude, I haven't even oh, seen Jurassic Park. Yeah, okay? world. I haven't even seen Deadpool one. Oh, <laughs> on that, the bigger father. <laughs> <laughs> and a G.I. Joe hobby uh, guys uh, I suppose on our way out uh, I'm just going to give the latest itinerary well before we leave um, Stephen w- w- now you got me wondering what figure are you taking 
Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm gonna be taking a figure in a comic book. Wow. Uh, the figure just because it's my my spirit animal, my totem, my my charm, I suppose. Uh, my original wobbly need shockwave, yellowed and everything. Uh, all his joints are fucked. But that's how I like it. He's got that super ninja <laughs> flicky flicky kicky kicky action. You know, you kind of just like shake him and he so loose. <laughs> you like them when they're wobbly need. <laughs> you know? Um, look, this figure, yeah, it's been with me through thick and thin. Uh, I typically arm him with a pair of uh, Power Team Elite pistols because they have gummy grips and he's got two holsters. Yeah, and the only other accessory I have of his is his backpack. I lost the guns and the knife early on in the game. Oopsie. But this is my my favorite figure ever since my brother was rooting through my G.I. Joe collection and pulled him out and said, this guy, Steven, this guy is the coolest guy. And I had to agree with him at the time. It's amazing how profound an effect. Yeah, I'm so glad you, you, you can think for yourself. Well, I was a little shit for brains back then. Uh, you know, I used to take Charbroil and run him around at super speed to emulate the Flash from that <laughs> TV series that had Mark Hamill in it. Yes. As the trickster. <laughs> yeah, so like I would sort of squint my eyes and use Charbroil to be my Flash. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, anyone with a helmet was, was cool in my eyes back then. So it took my older, more mature brother to point out to me that indeed, Shockwave with his dark colors, his body armor, his baggy pants, his boots, his balaclava, his cap, and you know, all those elements synthesized into a, a really, really cool figure. And, Amazing. and I, I can't fault it now either. Uh, even though he's blue. But that's okay. Oops. He's swapped. Just admit it, it's the baby blue. That's what um, it is. It's, the, it's, the, it's both of them, the, the baby blue with the, the navy blue. It's just, uh, you know as Paul and I often say, two great tastes that taste great together. Somewhat <laughs> ironic is the Trickster's revival was more memorable than uh, Luke Skywalker's revival, which hey. is kind of sad. Hey. Burn. They're um, killing my, my childhood out. heroes. Yeah, on my way out. Hashtag road to JoeCon. Do it. Just do it. Um, and last JoeCon, if, if you're not sure where to find us, bump that hashtag. Let's meet up for some meals. Let's trade some sketches and stories. Uh, fucking YoJo. Fucking oh. YoJo. Fucking YoJo. Um, what is our hashtag going to be, do you guys think? And I mean, I, I think this is worth mentioning um, on the show. I, I was just thinking uh, G.I. Joe Tour or something like that. Um, something easy. Uh, Kujo, what do you think? You're 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 a you're a Twitterati, so a hashtag is the simplest form of network. So I, I think Joe Network is good about bumping stuff as we should be. So I mean, I think the one, the two major ones I'm looking for is just Road to JoeCon and Last JoeCon. Yeah, I think okay. if if we put ourselves into that, uh, people will find us and other like-minded people too. Kujo, are you going to be bringing an animal companion with you, perhaps? Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm leaving them in the capable hands of my uh my my great roommates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Probably safer that way. Have to catch him on the uh, next trip to the states. And it, because it hasn't been said yet, you sure. re- you're listening to the show. We're in America, so you know what's happening. Shit's getting real, yo. 
<laughs> We're on the side of the road. We've got no money. Uh, please send uh, petrol money, please. Thanks. Or gas money for you United States people. <laughs> oh, one last thing. One last thing from my side. Uh, Steven, I'm sure you're going to echo this in a second. We're going to leave the GoFundMe the open through the trip. Uh, the reason why I'm doing that, if you encounter us, if you get good vibes, if I break off a sketch, these are free. But if I'm saying, like, if, if you're like, uh, break something off, it might just buy a meal down the stretch. Um, yeah, that's all. Oh, I'm, I'm going to bring about 25 prints, I think. If there's more demand, I'll hit up, I'll hit up FedEx while I'm there. It's for the it's for the con. It's Python Patrol Major Blood. Uh, I'm giving those away too. Uh, enjoy, and, and you can break us off something if you want. But it's something for everybody to sign. Just grab one up, get everybody to sign it in the room. That's all. Yeah. Also, just bear in mind, uh, t-shirts and those kind of things are officially closed, um, so we can't honor those requests. But if you ask really nicely for a sketch, I can maybe oblige because that's easy for me to ship and whatever from South Africa. Yeah, but that'll only be for as long as the con is going. Uh, but like I said, shirts are not available anymore. Um, well, so I thought you said they weren't going to allow weapons on the con floor. You're going to have to check your hands. That's right, <laughs> man. I've got to check my hand at the door. It's going to be insane. Deadly pencils. <laughs> In the flesh. Well, Cooch, I don't really have anything to add to that apart from thank you to everyone who contributed. Jim, you number in that that number. <laughs> you find Just yourself a in that number. Just well, that's that is a wake up call to me. I mean, if asked six months ago what to expect from this this fund, I would have been like, well, it might earn enough for one of us who happens to be able to bankroll that trip themselves to have a bit of spending money, but. You know, it's it's not going to get three of us there and back. <laughs> yeah, the back part is important because you know you don't want to be staying illegally in the United States. It's uh, it's not a, not a, not a put you in a happy camp. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it is uh, with much gratitude and and a very very full heart that three South African boys are going to make this pilgrimage. Absolutely. Uh, it is the pinnacle achievement of this podcast youtube channel this venture it's kind of like the crowning moment like it has achieved this this is there's no going back from this gi joeberg is the thing man we made it from silly little fireside chats not fireside jeez we were sitting in front of the the glow of your your laptop computer uh, screen (laughs) hall back in 2011 like uh, talking very stiltedly about, yeah, my least favorite G.I. Joe uh, playset <laughs> is the Battle Barge. <laughs> Look at us now. Super smooth and uh, hosting cool guests like Jim, uh, meeting incredible people, uh, making friends like Kujo across the world. Hey, that's <laughs> been an adventure. And the chapter, we just keep keep writing new chapters. And working with so many other people like um, Huda Cobra Commander 788. Um, that was a fun yeah, yeah. experience, and we're going to be joining it again um, for Cobra Convergence 3 in July. So look out for that. Right. It's going to be amazing. And to catch people up, um, I'll just give you a general idea of, of you know how we're journeying around America. 
We arrive on Tuesday, the 19th, in New York. And from there, we're going to drive towards Chattanooga, swinging north through Pennsylvania and Ohio into Indiana, and then swinging down through, probably, I think, through Kentucky to Tennessee. On our way, we're going to visit Kokomo's on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we arrive in Chattanooga, probably noon-ish. We're going to get settled in. And then as Kudra said, Thursday evening, we're going to check out Word Burglar at the First Draft Theater. Wherever that is, we'll figure it out. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to be doing JoeCon and hopefully live streaming at 9 p.m. Central Time in America. Sunday, we're going to start our drive through to Washington, D.C., and stay over at a cabin on a lake. Hopefully, we we won't be uh, victims of a slasher while we're there. I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> and then we're going to spend a couple days in Washington. And finally, uh, the last few days, we are going to hit up New York. We'll be staying in New Jersey. <laughs> And we're going to try and see as much as we can of New York before we head back to South Africa on Monday, the 2nd of July. And also, somebody brought it to my attention that the Smithsonian is in Washington. Oh, my. We're going to have to add that to the list. Yeah. Definitely. The yeah, there's a lot to see there. Smithsonian yep. uh, Theater. But please keep your eyes on our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter because we're going to be live updating as much as possible. Absolutely. Uh, so that you know where we are. Um, so if you happen to be close by. Share our location. Know, yeah. we. I mean, listen, like, uh, don't get me wrong. We're going to be right. moving around pretty crazily <laughs> and whatever. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, keep your, your finger on the button there. And uh, keep it locked in, is what the cool kids say. Keep it locked in to G.I. Joburg for the next two weeks, because <laughs> shit's going to get real. <laughs> and thanks so much, Jim, for joining us and for, I mean, for your guys' collaboration on this amazing figure. Um, I can't wait to see it for reals. No problem. Have you seen a picture of it yet, Robbie? I have. Steven's actually said a couple on our, on our group, and I'm blown away. I, I hope the judges are blown away, too. They better be. Well, I'm not going to leave the state for at least, uh, what, 10 to 50? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is 10 the minimum for, for, for manslaughter? Or... <laughs> I don't know, we'll, we'll <laughs> find out. It's the chair for you. I was waiting, wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, do they still have the death penalty in, in Tennessee? Um, I, it's the volunteer state, so quite possibly. Yelza. You're going to fry, Robbie. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. Uh, of your peers. Well, not your some, peers. It is so cute. Somebody on our uh, Facebook group um, posted, uh, please don't judge the whole of America by Tennessee. <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> oh, what that's no. supposed to be. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Chattanooga is a beautiful city I've heard by, from many I, I'm looking forward to the south I've been through the south once or twice it's good folk I mean it's it's family people it's going to be a hell of a trip I'm very excited to meet all the Americans anyone and everyone and we're going to do our best to talk to as many people as we can um, it's going to be awesome yeah so see you on the, the flip side as I like to say oh he's a cool kid hey <laughs> I'm amazing. Curtis, the next time we speak, 
it will be in person. Person. Yeah. For the first time. Ever. Mm-hmm. And for the last time. It's gonna be like Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> well, I know, I know you guys are the real deal, and, and pretty soon you'll know the same. Yeah, we'll finally figure out exactly how tall you are. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm a bouncer. He's a giant. Yeah. <laughs> See. Now it's a, it's it's a He's cool like it's a cool run up it's a cool run up it's a good story. I like it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, hurdle. <laughs> Hold the door. You're giving me too much credit with that one. A personal hero, obviously. Absolutely. Cool guys. Gentlemen. Good night. Yo Joe Berg. Berg. Bye boys. Thanks, Jimmy. We'll be in touch, buddy. See you, John.